Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello everybody and once again welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk. Mike Wendland here with Sam Brahm and tonight it's time for more Brewers Talk. A couple of big news updates from the City of Beer as Christian Yelich was named Baseball America's Outstanding Player in the National League. And the veteran catcher, Eric Kratz, is back. But before that, Sam, how's it going? I'm doing good. Had a good break, good Thanksgiving. Hope you did too, and I'm ready to talk some baseball. Absolutely. I hope all you guys have had a very good Thanksgiving as well. And all season is in full swing. We had some signings, some maybe some meetings with some teams going on, and some talk about lineups. But we'll get started with news for the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's going to start with Christian Yelich. As it always does, the National League MVP got another award to put on his mantle. He was named the Outstanding Player in the National League by Baseball America. The Brewers are also named Organization of the Year by the same publication as well. They were the very best organization in the realm of baseball. So congratulations goes to the Brewers as an organization and to Christian Yelich for their spectacular seasons that they've had. So Sam, I'll ask you, uh, I guess, how does this honor for Yelich stack up to Silver Slugger, MVP, all the other awards that he stacked up already. It may be a little lower on the list compared to MVP and Silver Slugger, but it's obviously a special award. He, of course, had an unbelievable season, and he was great at hitting, great defender, great base runner, and he was a great guy in the clubhouse and really helped his team make that playoff push. No, I agree. I think it's not maybe not the level of MVP, but it is still... To have a publication give you that award, I think, is a very strong honor. It's not exactly all the writers, but Baseball America does have a lot of sway and a lot of clout in the blogosphere as well as in a lot of the news that gets released from base from the world of the Major League Baseball organization. And to have Yelich get that uh, award is a very big deal, and I think it's a very good honor for him. It's one that he deserved. Moving on to the team award. Are you surprised that the Brewers were named Organization of the Year over a team, say, Houston or the Red Sox or the Dodgers, Cubs, Braves even? Is it a surprise that they were named the very top organization in 2018? Not at all. Stearns, let's start with Stearns. Stearns did so much for that team, adding Yelich and Kane and adding guys in the middle of the season. And also with Craig Council, he was... He re-innovated the pitching, the pitching staff, having the bullpen pitch more, and also just the camaraderie with the team was so special, and the chemistry in the clubhouse, and being able to take over first place in the NL Central after being down was, it was just an unbelievable season, and they were very deserving of it. 
No, I agree. I think it was a very well-deserved honor. I was just surprised that they didn't give it to the Red Sox, who led wire to wire and didn't really have to make a ton of huge moves to make it. But I do think the Brewers, as an up-and-coming organization, did a pretty good job to the season to get to the NLCS, get to Game 7, and they did deserve the award. But moving on to some personnel news for the Brewers before we move on to some potential hot stove uh, talk, Eric Kratz is coming back. Uh, the 38-year-old catcher agreed to a one-year contract to avoid arbitration. According to reports from John Heyman, it'll be $1.2 million if he makes the, the major league roster. 300000 of it is guaranteed, plus bonuses if he were to win any sort of awards. So, Eric Kratz, oddly enough, 38 years old, he's still in arbitration. He won't hit free agency until he's 40. So, that's always kind of funny, but... What are your thoughts on the deal and bringing back Eric Kratz as either the starter or the backup catcher? I'm very surprised, honestly. Signing back the 30-year-old Kratz was – I was very surprised. But I like it and don't like it at the same time. I like it because Kratz did so well with the pitching staff and that veteran in the clubhouse is always something special. And just hitting when it came to – when it came to the playoffs, he really stepped up. He was a starting catcher in the playoffs, basically. But, but I'm mad about it because it was always my dream to have JT Realmuto come to the Brewers, but it seems unlikely now bringing back Kratz. Well, not necessarily. Realmuto has been linked to to the Brewers through other uh, outside sources. He has been linked to the Brewers. It's been reports that the Brewers have talked to the Marlins about maybe making that deal. And Kratz's deal, only 300000 is guaranteed. He only gets that contract if he makes the roster. And he and he spent a lot of time in the minors the past few years as well, so there's no guarantee that he is going to be a major league catcher this year. He's, he's, at the very worst, great veteran insurance, and maybe place him in San Antonio. But Rio Muto's still out there, and I as much as I like him, is he worth the price the Marlins are going to want? Because they know they got fleeced on the yellow shield now. They may ask for a bit more to get their all-star catcher go- to, to depart. Yeah, that's the big thing, the price. Just, I believe that there are some guys off limits. Of course, Keston Hira, Corbin Burns, possibly Woodruff, but anyone, and maybe Freddie Peralta, but anyone else, if they can make a deal out of those guys, like maybe possibly Corey Ray, maybe someone like Zach Brown, or maybe even... Dubon or Irsig make that deal, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's it's something to keep an eye on, as there's some other trade targets that the Brewers have been linked to now. The big one right now, Madison Bumgarner, is now being linked to the Brewers. Uh, John Morosi has confirmed the Brewers are one of the teams that have in talks with the Giants about Bumgarner, uh, maybe even bring back Will Smith as a reliever, but personally for me, I don't want Bumgarner. I think... As good as he is, I think he is. He was the perfect fit in San Francisco. Caught the storm at the perfect time. He's getting older. His velocity's not what it was, and his his command's not quite where it was two years ago. And he's had some injury problems. Plus, for one year left on his deal, he'd be a rental essentially for a season. And I just I don't want to give up a ton for an arm like that who's had a lot of innings on him already. He's had some problems with injuries and off-field injuries, especially. So, Bumgarner for me would be a no. What about you? Like what you said, the injuries have a huge effect on it. And I think the Giants, I think they're going to be asking high for Bumgarner, even if it's just a rental. 
And of course, the velocity has gone down. And I always think about it. Maybe it was the past, but this season when he hit Braun, that I don't think he'll fit well in the clubhouse after that. It was the past, but I I can't see him in a Brewers uniform. No, I I agree. And another name that's now being linked to the Brewers a little bit, just in general, is this is from Bob Nightingale, a reporter for USA Today that apparently teams who are in talk with Cleveland uh, say that they're more likely to send Trevor Bauer over in a deal than either Corey Kluber or Carlos Carrasco. Of course, Trevor Bauer, again, fought his own odd injuries last year and probably shouldn't be flying drones anytime soon. But if you're David Stearns, are you calling to maybe see about Trevor Bauer being acquired in a deal? He probably would cost less than Carrasco or Kluber. I like it. I think he would. he would most likely be the ace of the pitching staff. He had a great season last year. He he only threw 175 in the third innings, but he had over 200 strikeouts, an ERA a little above two. I think he'd be a great fit with the team. There are There is an injury history, but I think he'd be a great part of the rotation. And the price, it may be iffy. We'd get him for a few years, but I think it may be worth it. So if I give you four names via trade, Bumgarner, Carrasco, Kluber, or Bauer, factoring in the price that it would cost and the contracts for each guy, which one would you want? I honestly would go with Bauer. He He's still a young guy, 27 years old. He throws absolute heat, and I just love what he does on the mound. No, I agree. I think he'd be good. His delivery's a little high effort, but I think he's talented enough. I personally would go for Carlos Carrasco, mostly just so he didn't have to face him anymore because he was dominant twice against the Brewers this past year. But I think if you can get any of those Cleveland pitchers, it'd be a good good deal. But uh, moving on to some news that could affect the Brewers, we saw some free agent signings. Uh, Notably in Atlanta, they brought in a couple veterans to kind of shore up their lineup. To try and get them over the hump and into the pennant contention once again. They signed Brian McCann to a one-year contract, and they also brought in Josh Donaldson to play third base, uh, signaling the end of the Johan Camargo show over in Atlanta. But one of the teams that was uh, listed among the suitors for Donaldson was the St. Louis Cardinals. And now with Donaldson off the market in Atlanta, the Cardinals are now linked to Mike Moustakis, and the Brewers are as well. So if you're a Brewer fan or someone who just kind of casually follows the team, are you nervous about Wusakas going to St. Louis, potentially? Maybe a little bit. Honestly, it all depends on Friday, which is the arbitration deadline or the non-tendering deadline. Because if Scope is gone, I think Wusakas will be more open to coming back to Milwaukee than to St. Louis. There's always the money aspect of it, but I think I think Fans could be a little nervous of him going back, going to St. Louis, but I don't think it's that big of a deal just yet. I don't think so either. However, just Musakis is that hard-nosed type guy who does really well in a place like St. Louis. He'd fit them pretty well. I think he'd be a good balance to that lineup to have a big left-handed bat that they desperately need to balance out against Ozuna and DeYoung and and Jerko, and Yubolina, and so on, and so on. But I do think he's more likely than not to end up back in Milwaukee, even if Scope is retained, Just and you could have that platoon there. 
Because I think Moose, I think he liked it there. I think he fit in well, and I think he enjoys playing with guys like Lorenzo Cain enough that he would come back to Milwaukee to play play some more third base. But on some lighter notes, Oliver Drake got moved around again. He has been claimed by Toronto. So former Brewer has played basically every other team now after he, since he has left Milwaukee after being traded. And also from... This is just for fun here with Jeff Passan. Of course, Jeff Passan writing for Yahoo Sports. He made a interesting comment a couple days ago. The top of the Braves lineup is pretty devastating with Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, and Josh Donaldson. Others in the NL who come close to matching... The Nationals with Adam Eaton, Turner, Soto, and Rendon. The Cubs with Zobris, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez. And the Rockies with Blackman, Story, Dahl, and Arenado. And almost every comment following has been, where is Kane, Yelich, Braun, Aguilar, or Shaw? So, seeing a comment like that, what are your thoughts on Jeff Passant's comments? And where do the Brewers stack up among those teams as far as the top four of their lineup? I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. The Brewers lineup was very successful. It was up and down, but into the end of the season, it was one of the best in baseball. Of course, you have the MVP, Yelich. You have you have Lorenzo Cain, who is batted over 300. You have Ryan Braun, who was up and down. And you got Aguilar, who had one of the best first halves of the season. And you got Arcia, who came back at the end. And Shaw, who is just a great power hitter. This lineup is special, and I think they should be included in the top four. I know it's just one writer, but I, they have to be included. No, I agree. And that MLB.com then tweeted out, are the Braves now the favorite in the NL with Donaldson and McCann? And when I'm looking at those lineups, I think the Brewers have the edge at all of them. I think as good as the Braves would be, Albies tailed off big time. Donaldson's been injury prone. Acuna is great, but he's still young, so he could have a sophomore slump. Freeman's not that great. Or Freeman's great, but he's not... I don't think he's a top five or top three first baseman. Someone like Paul Goldschmidt, for example, who could get moved as well. Rockies, David Dahl's a question mark there. For the Cubs, I think Baez comes back to earth. Zobris is going to be in his late 30s. Rizzo had a rough year, so did Bryant. The Nationals, just they don't even deserve to be in that conversation right now. And and then you kind of have teams like the Dodgers, who they didn't talk about either, but they still have whatever righty or lefty combo Dave Roberts wants out there but they're going to be losing Machado and other players. And the Brewers lineup top to bottom is one of the best in baseball, whether people want to admit it or not. And seeing them slighted again by some writers, despite what they've done is got to be some more motivation. Does it not? For sure. Next year, they're going to prove people wrong. You of course, once again, have Yelich, but also if they keep them, which I, I hope they do adding scope who will, most likely Jinx knock on wood have 30 home runs again to bat 285 and Arcia ha- hopefully having the second half throughout the whole season and Shaw hopefully staying at his third base position and being more comfortable it's going to be an even better lineup than last year no I agree I think this lineup is going to be more balanced than this year they had another year to learn I've heard really good things about Andy Haynes as the hitting coach as well so I think that's going to go a long way but there's still plenty of offseason left as well. Again, free agency has just started. Obviously, teams are still talking to Moose. He had to wait a long time last year. I mean, Scope didn't have had to wait, or not Scope, Kane had to wait till January to sign with the Brewers. So there's still a lot of time left. 
I was surprised to see Donaldson sign so early, but it's a one-year deal. He's trying to leverage himself into a big one next uh, after next offseason, I think. But other names that are being now mo- talked about a lot is Robinson Cano being traded from the Mariners, Paul Goldschmidt even being traded maybe from Arizona. But the big one that's been linked in with the Brewers has been Patrick Corbin, the pitcher from the da- former pitcher of the Diamondbacks. Apparently he's in Philadelphia talking with the Phillies to maybe about a deal there. And he seems that seems to be the favorite for him now to go is to go play in Citizens Bank Park where pitchers go to die. But if you're the Brewers, it doesn't matter that much if Patrick Corbin were to sign with another NL rival. Not really. Because I feel that Corbin, he had a great year last year. But just you don't know what he's going to do because he's so questionable. Again, great season, but you don't know what's going to happen with him. He could end up having like a four and a half ERA, or he could end up getting injured, which he's been prone to. So I wouldn't be too scared for him going to an NL team. Yeah, I agree. He's a big strikeout guy, but if he becomes a, a extreme flywheel pitcher, Philly's the worst possible spot for him. And then, but then turning that back toward the Brewers, because they're now linked with every major starting pitcher. They were linked to James Paxson before he got sent to the Yankees. Obviously, Corbin and Keuchel and Jay Haas apparently linked to him again, which would make me furious. The Brewers also have so many in-house candidates to be moved from the rotation, whether it's Davies, Guerra, Anderson. Those three especially have been talked about to be shopped around. Obviously, they got maybe think about bringing back Wade Miley. Uh, do you see any moves being made by the Brewers to get rid of some of these excess arms, and what do you think they could get back in return? I think that the biggest trade chip would be Chase Anderson, because when you look at his stats, you compare home to away stats. His away stats are like ace, ace stats, but home stats are like just horrifying. So I think Anderson could be a big guy to add to a possible package, maybe for a bullpen arm. Yeah, I agree. And there's obviously a lot of bullpen arms out there, whether they could even sign someone like a Brad Brock or a Jerry Blevins. But Anderson's probably the most likely arm to go. I think Davies isn't too far behind just because Zach is kind of redundant. He's good innings eater, but with the ceilings of Peralta and Woodruff and Burns, who will all probably be starting next year, Throwing it also Chassin and maybe another free agency acquisition. There's I don't know if there's a spot for Zach Davies. He the trade to get him was a wonderful deal because they and it gave up just Gerardo Parra to get him. However, it cost Hanniger to get uh, Parra. But I do think that there's Davies has a good market I think because he's such a dependable guy. However, so if they were to move him, they could get a better haul than they would for someone like Chase Anderson. And so I'm interested to see what they do, but like we, like I speak, we've been saying, there's a lot of offseason left. And before we get ready for next week's uh, Dairyland Talk podcast about the Brewers, Sam, I'll, I'll go to you. And what do you think the Brewers will make any moves this week yet? Or are they gonna just kind of have talks and sit pat and see where the market falls? Honestly, I have no idea. You never know what Stearns is gonna do. There, something could happen, but in my opinion, honestly, I think it'll wait out to like maybe even like late December, early January, but you never know. Stearns can make a move tomorrow. You you don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what he does with uh with the roster. 
Oh, I agree. There's a lot to think about, as well as, like you said earlier, the non-tender deadline's coming up. we got to see what happens specifically with Jonathan Scope. We both hope he is brought back. Also, guys, for arbitration, guys like Tyler Saladino and Hernan Perez and Travis Shaw has got a contract. He's going to get a big hike in his, his uh, term and money. Same with Corey Knable to maybe see some extensions coming up. But offseason has just begun, folks. Baseball didn't end too long ago. It's been less than a month since the World Series ended. But we're going to be here every week for you guys. Every Wednesday we'll have some more Brewers talk for you guys here from Dairyland Express. So, Sam, I'll go to you. Where can people find you? What are you writing on? And what are you looking forward to for the rest of this month? You can follow me at World of Wisconsin Sports, or you can follow me on my personal account, sam.brahm2, B-R-A-H-M. And right now I'm writing about JT Romuto. But um, I'm really excited about what the Brewers are going to do. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Scope and maybe some possible moves coming. Same thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wentlands, all one word. Find my writings here on Dairyland Express. I'm still working on my Badger Hockey article. That's taken a long time for me uh, trying to figure out. I'm thinking too much of like a coach and not like a writer, so I'm still working on that. Also find me on PackersTalk.com as a writer as well. But listen again every day for more content from Dairyland Express, more Dairyland Talk podcasts, and as we cover everything Wisconsin sports, Packers, Badgers, Brewers, Bucks. If it's from Wisconsin, we will cover it for you guys. So until next time, this is for Sam Brown. This is Mike Welland. We'll talk to you next week for more Dairyland Talk and the Milwaukee Brewers. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.